Hello, and welcome to the podcast called The Virtual CISO Chronicles. In this podcast, I interview a virtual CISO to talk about cybersecurity, entrepreneurship, and business. I'm your host, Caroline McCaffrey, one of the co-founders of ClearOps, a software platform exclusively for virtual CISOs. Virtual CISOs are cybersecurity professionals who consult with companies to build cybersecurity programs. To tell you a little bit about me, I have over 22 years of experience as a startup lawyer, and I like to think of myself as an advocate, especially in the fields of data privacy and cybersecurity. But I grew up in an entrepreneurial home, and I absolutely love listening to people's stories. So I started this podcast to feature interesting people who are working hard in cybersecurity to make the world a better place. Our guest today is Balobo Awala. I said that wrong? Awala? Awala? Yeah. Thank you for joining awesome. me, and welcome to the Good podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. So, Bolobo, please tell us a little bit about yourself, the audience, and please include something that might not be security related. Okay, so um, so I'm a tech management specialist, pivoted to cybersecurity. Um, um, worked as a user, so by user I mean I worked in the bank, worked in the payment company before you know, co-founding a security company, and now I provide services to different organizations, so, which is a bit exciting. Um, I enjoy sports, so I play football every Saturday. Um, I'm a bit of a social person, so, you know, music, you know, going out, you know, which helps with work too, because you need to network, meet people, partnerships, business. So, yeah, so that's what I'll say. And yeah, so, I'm a bit of a restless person, so I'm always about business expansion, taking business out of my current comfort zone. So, yeah, that's me in summary. Well, I mean, so many things that we can dive into there. The first thing I want to tell the audience is that you are currently located where? So I'm currently, so currently I'm on a, I would say a walk trip to Kenya. So I'm in Nairobi currently, but I'm from Lagos, Nigeria. And um, office business is situated in Lagos, Nigeria. So, uh, yeah. So most of our business is in Nigeria, and then well, we are working on partnership across Africa and also Middle East and Europe. Okay. So, first person I've had on the show who is located in Africa. Um, so I think there's a lot of interesting things we can talk about in terms of building a business in that location. But I want to focus a little bit more on your background first. So you said you were in banking. Um, I think it seems like you were even in other types of industries. But yeah. can you explain where did you start? What was your you know, sort of first job, so to speak, in cybersecurity? Right. Okay, so, uh, so my first stint in cybersecurity was at Interswitch, a premier company, a unicorn, like you always say, you know, biggest mm -hmm. premier company in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Exciting times, you know, did a lot around technology, information systems. And it was at that point, you know, the thinking around security compliance, you know, standards, which was PCI DSS then, and the need to put security controls in place, meet the requirements. And, you know, me and my, you know, my, I call it my boss, we both founded the organization together. And I did talk more, we said, okay, we can do this from a business perspective. So, we thought about trying to provide that service from InterSwitch then to the banks because we had the banks on the network so that, you know, aside providing payment services, we can also provide security services. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that was where the idea was better and then we pulled it out 
And then when we left InterSwitch, you know, we founded InfoPribe, you know, to provide the services um, to more than a decade. And, you know, our customer base has been growing and, you know, we're trying to reach for the stars. So <laughs> to say. Yes, yes, make the world a better place for sure. And so mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned that you started it with, your, did you just say your boss? Yeah, so it was my boss at InterSwitch. And then mm -hmm. so we, there was a lot of work. We used to, you know, do a lot of uh, whiteboarding around security, privacy, and, you know, how it can be a business. So that was where it all started. And then, so we launched out afterwards when we left InterSwitch. So would you consider this person your mentor in a in a lot of ways? Since it sounds like your first job worked with, is it a him? And then now started your own business together? Yes. Interesting. Um, and so when you, um, well, there was other things in your background that I, I really wanted to dive into. One of them is you, you co-founded this company and you said it's been about 10 years. How did you start with your, how did you get your first clients? Okay, so very interesting question. We're going to start, we're going to have first gigs based on referral. No, I don't say referrals though, based on relationship from InterSwitch. So uh, there were banks, um, organizations that um, they knew what we they knew our capabilities while we're in switch, you know, like, oh, is you always oh, talking about blah, 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 no, you guys are good. Okay, no, I can give you guys a shot. So yeah. purely, it was purely relationship and a profile that you guys were this good in InterSwitch, you've decided to jump on your own, let me give you a shot. And, you know, from there, things picked up. So, you know, and, you know, the thinking there is, you know, it's just really important on the job currently, you just need to be your best because you never know when that, you know, that, um, profile would be needed you know that referral would be needed for job done in the past so that's yeah. purely what we kicked off with so and then okay from there we took our plunge deep blue sea you know sink or swim and we're still swimming so <laughs> that's good okay so you had your first clients <clears throat> were based on referral um yeah. and then did they refer you and then this has just been sort of a chain reaction or how have you been focused on sort of sales and marketing for InfoPro? Okay, so um, so yes, they so after the first deals, luckily there were good brands like Tier One Banks, and so easily when we a sales pitch or engagement, oh startup company, you're just a year old, are you guys sure? Oh no, yes, we've done something for Bank ABC. Oh, okay, Bank ABC gave you a chance. Okay, let's see. So there. So, for example, there were customers that even if we weren't making a profit, but it was a good brand. And I know that if I let people know I've worked for this brand, they would listen to me and pay attention. So there were things we had to do then while trying to, you know, build break grounds or develop partnerships that would help grow the business. It was purely door-to-door -to, -door to environments where we were known and we were checking in on services we thought they needed. And then, you know, for some, we could get it. And the others, you know, we had to compete effectively in that space. So, but yes, the first gigs open more doors for us because, you know, the current business, once they see you're fresh, the only way they can be sure they should use you is who have you done it for? So let's talk to them. And then it picks up from there. So, and the good thing is, you know, the CISOs in the financial services, there's an ecosystem. So 
Okay. You know, they don't even need any special visit. It's probably a WhatsApp message or just an email that what do you think of these guys and get your feedback. So, so yeah, that really helped a lot. And I see that you're you're more than just <clears throat> I don't want to say just a VC. So, but you, your role is bigger. Uh, on you know, for example, on on LinkedIn, it says CTO and virtual CISO. So, what do you? What is the CTO component of running InfoPress? Okay. Okay, so the CTO component is, you know, me latching on technology and not letting technology go, but definitely is managing technology for the business. So and I'll give you an example. Um, for the business, we have the advisory arm that literally just helps organizations comply to security standards, global best practices, different frameworks that has requirements that require some technical knowledge, technical operations knowledge. Um, we also have a security engineering team partner with the best-in-class OEMs, understand technologies that we did need to deploy. So for example, DLP or EDR, you know, it's a sin. It's technology. You need to know how technology works. And um, managed security services, you know, technology as a service, solutions as a service, you know. So we always need to ensure that you have that good foundation or good background from a technology perspective to be able to secure technology or to be able to deploy the technology that would secure you know, the, you know, the customer's environment. So, so the chief technology of Zorro is managing all the technical teams, consulting, um, service delivery, technical implementations, and also support. Okay. So what I really want the audience to hear from you is the, is the breadth of services of specialty that you have. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to the next thing. Um, okay. I know that you're also very interested in business information systems, you know, Again, you 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 did a, a program um, on just business, the focus on not just information security, but on running a business, right? Yeah. So, can you tell us a little bit about? Okay, so you have the expertise of evaluating technology. You have the expertise of security programs and implementing them. You have the expertise mm -hmm. of running a business, learning how you know just the the nuts and bolts of actually running a business, and then also mm -hmm. you're you're in the data protection, or at least so, you're, yeah. yeah, you're you're making sure that the Nigeria Data Protection Act, I know you, 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 you've you yeah, talked a yeah, little bit about yeah. that too. So yeah. this is quite a broad range and this is all to service your clients, I assume. It's all focused on running your business. Yes, yes, yes. so okay, so, um, so it's interesting. Um, so the focus on business is over time, we discovered that um, we struggled to keep salespeople that can sell security services. And hmm. eventually the technology officer, chief technology officer, or the VCSO goes to a meeting, talks about a product or a service technically, or like technical sales, and closes the deal. So literally we go around. So at some point, even as a salesperson, the first things you need to do is beyond your sales skills, know the technologies, know the services we provide so, so the customers can understand. Also, it was also a strategy and opportunity to shorten the sales cycle. So you get me on a call and I can convert this lead to an opportunity that will be closed in a day compared to, oh, let me get back to our technical team, you know, have further meetings. And most times when I'm talking to the client, it's a journey, it's an experiential, you know, evaluation of a service, possibly a use case. and why I see the customers, also my background as a CIO, CTO in the past, for everybody I'm talking to, I literally understand their requirements. Because So most of my customers work in the payments or financial services. And I've been a CTO, CIO, or CISO 
at those environments. So when I'm talking to them, I understand what they're saying. I can even call names of their backend services. So they get that comfort level. And at that point, that is selling. So me getting to know the business part of things is, you know, I can't just stay techie. I literally can expand business, develop partnerships, like quality partnerships, you know, expand the scope of the business by knowing how to run the business, which is business program to the extent where you can discuss commercials and, you know, just discuss value for the customer. So, for example, you decide to sign a contract for three years to provide security services instead of just six months or a year. But there's a way it's communicated from a value point of view that the customer appreciates the return on investment and, you know, effective value eventually. So, so all that was required to put in place. And for data, so for data protection, so here in Nigeria, data protection literally falls under like security services. So because part of the requirements would require, you know, having security controls in place, aside mm-hmm. policies and processes. So um, what we did was partner with the Nigerian Data Protection Commission as one of the, um, uh, one of the most relevant technical partners and the colors are um, DPCOs. And, um, and, and from there, we get our customers we help them comply to the standard, to the framework, and you know, report on it. So, um, I would say it's really an exciting time. You know, there's a lot that can be unpacked, and depending on your capacity, you know, and your scope. So, so for us, we are full of energy, so we keep, we keep expanding. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're full of energy because you are doing <laughs> so many things. What do you think is the hardest part of running um, your business? Um, so the hardest part would be getting people to align with the vision and the drive, like run at your pace, you know, internally, which mm-hmm. eventually you achieve by recruiting the right people, partnering with the right, you know, OEMs and businesses. And for example, you want to partner with an OEM that understands that, okay, in this terrain, budget might be a bit not so good and we need discounts or you need the service bouquet that can cater to this segment, you know, of the economy because of, so for example, you love your clients are SMEs, but they want good solutions. So can we factor this solution in such a way that it can cater to them and as they go, they pay more. So you need just people with the right thinking and alignment with your own strategic objectives. So that can be a struggle at times. We get. Um, well, I won't talk about attrition and the rest of them because we are an organization that prides ourselves in training and retraining. So we have an academy where we train um, interns, we train for us, um, our clients and outsource to clients. So we always have a pool of um, professionals. We can move into different roles, you know, if someone has to leave. So the attrition is not an issue. Um, now will now be an enabling environment to get business. So one thing I'm grateful for is for the cybersecurity business, irrespective of economic conditions or situations, people need to secure their business. They need to secure technology. You know, digital platforms are coming up every day. Technologies are innovation. They keep innovating, so they need to keep securing. So you would always be in business if you're in cybersecurity. So, yeah. so I would say, yeah, so I'd say, I'd say it's a good time. So, but for the yeah. challenge, it's just getting the right people to work with you and retaining them. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a that makes me ask you the question of how big is InfoGroup? How many people? Um, so we are less than a hundred. Well, we're reaching for a hundred. Currently, less than a hundred. 
That's amazing. Um, and it also explains to me when you talked to, when you started this podcast, you talked about how far reaching your business has come, you know, across different countries in Africa. So now that makes sense because to have that much of a reach, you must be a larger uh, business. Yeah. And yeah. so what do you think is the easiest part then of growing? Because you, you said you started with just the two of you, right? You and your co-founder. Yeah. And yeah. now you've grown to about a hundred. What is the, what's been easiest? I think the easiest part of the job is you know what you're selling, you know what you're doing. So, and you have, you know, we have that passion to always be ahead of the curve, whether it's from a technology perspective or maybe a new vulnerability perspective or the happenings in the industry. So it's exciting for me. So at times uh, my wife would look at me at times, are you at work? I'm working, I'm having a good time, you know, cause it's, <laughs> you know, so, the head of my offensive security team, last week we were having a conversation and so he develops and then he secures. So so we call him a breaker and a maker. So as an offensive security guy, you're breaking to try to breach, but he also writes code, he develops. So we have like some dev setups functionality. We develop applications. And, you know, he described himself as a breaker and a builder. I'm like, oh, interesting perspective. I said, I'll mm-hmm. use that in my next, next sales speech, you know, when I'm selling. So you need someone that can break to build effectively because they know the breaking points so they build properly to ensure it doesn't break in future so you know just knowing what you're doing you know and having that natural zeal and drive to continue developing capacity and seeing value provided to your customer so i'm always excited when talking about what we do i'm a technical guy remember i'm cto but Mm -hmm. eventually i find myself selling because i'm just talking about what we do and it it feels like a pitch, a sales pitch, and we close it. So, so it's exciting. And the challenges are every day, new developments, new bounds to break. So the easiest part is the fact that you're in a space where you have to know it to be in the space. You can't succeed as a person if you don't know it. So don't even bother. Know it, come in, have fun, grow, and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I will tell you, having run this podcast, Many people struggle with being very technical and then moving into a sales, sort of putting Mm. on the sales hat, right? Taking off one and then putting on the other one. Mm. And it sounds like you have really dedicated yourself to learning how to do that and then mm, perfecting it. So let me just share with you, there's a bit of a struggle with me and my founder. He's... He sees me as small business now and he's saying, should we just take this city away? I'm like, you dare not. You take that away from me. That that's so I am happy being the CTO and growing the business as it is, and learning the business, growing the business, expanding the business. But I think what gives the customers comfort the most is the fact that you understand technology, you understand the solution, and beyond leverage, they can say, "No, we are confident." You know, they can run it if he's the one leading and managing. You know, the different services. So. So uh, I think it's really key to be able to do, be able to play multiple roles and, you know, because you never know where you would need to pull up, you know, a particular skill or capability. I totally agree with you. And it sounds to me that your approach is listen to the customer and then apply your knowledge of both the technology and the cybersecurity and data privacy to offer them. Yeah, I I, I mean, it's it's a great 
approach in, in order to pitch someone. What advice would you give someone who might be thinking about starting their own cybersecurity business? So based on what we've seen lately, so some entities have tried to come up and I think it's based on the growth trajectory, especially post pandemic, where there's a lot of attention coming to the cybersecurity providers, but they don't know. So they don't have a foundation. They just want to get into the business, throw in some money, set up, recruit people, but they, they, they don't do so well. First thing is know the techno, know the business. So, so there's know the business, but before knowing the business, you need to know, you know, you need to know cybersecurity. You need to be a, a specialist. You know, there has to be that guy, part of the founder, founders or the founder has to be a, a cybersecurity guy, maybe a pharmacist or a former CTO, you mm-hmm. know, a CIO, you know, and then there'll be a business guy that will ensure the business is running smoothly. But you need that person that understands cybersecurity, that understands the market, understands what the CISO wants, what the CIO wants, what the management of the CIO wants. So I tell my customers that what I'm selling to you is trust. And I need you to be able to go to bed, sleep well at night, knowing that your business is in good hands. So, and for you to be able to say that confidently, you need to know what you're doing. So most important, the, the most important factor is no cybersecurity if you want to run a cybersecurity business. I mean, I would I would love for you, I know you've basically talked a lot about what is unique about InfoPriv throughout the entire podcast. But if if you if I was just some a, you know potential client calling you mm-hmm. or you were calling me and you were just giving me your short pitch on why to work with InfoPriv, how do you do it? You give give me your pitch. Like let's hear it. Okay, so first you would have to tell me what your requirement. Like what are your pain points? It has to be one. I could I've done a research about the organization. I say, oh, I see you guys are doing this and this. I'm sure you guys have some this and this in place. It's also important you have this and this in place, you know, from a security perspective to, you know, protect your brand and reputation. And they tell me one or two things. I say, oh, the interesting thing is that InfoDrive will provide this specific service. And it's not just about providing the service. You know, we understand your language. We understand your business. We know your pain points. And, you know, uh, we are a 24 by 7 company. And the security of business is trust that you can reach at any time. Um, so beyond capabilities, we are responsive and we are approachable. So uh, we have a couple of competition thoughts that, you know, good service, foreign businesses in Nigeria, but, you know, support is not so exciting. So our service delivery is top notch. We can speak in your local language if required. I actually say that. And, um, you know, we we're happy to meet and exceed your expectation. We want to be your trusted advisor. Pick us. Love it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we are running a close to the end of time, but I have a couple more questions. Let me see if I can sneak okay. them in here. Um, any favorite cybersecurity or business book that you would recommend to people? Currently, I'm reading um, the quotes, the title of that book, uh, the quotes of, can I go get it? So I, I don't do too many books, but I have it there. It's a Business book on Bezos, Jeff Bezos, and then the hmm. Visual MBA book. Hold on, let me okay. get it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, I have not heard of those books, and so I will definitely be checking them out. 
Okay, so yeah, the Bezos letter. So, you know, trying to build a okay. business like Jeff Bezos. So yeah, for me, it, it can, so I, I don't read books that much, but now that I'm so business centric, so my partner was like, hey guy, you need to start doing more of this reading so you can see how successful businessmen have grown their businesses. So I want to be as rich as Jeff. So I'm happy yeah. reading that. <laughs> um, okay. And then finally, last question for you. What is your number one security tip that you tell, let's say like friends at a social event, if they come up to you and they say, Bulabo, what, what, what should I be worried about today? What would you get tell them? Keep your passwords and your pin to yourself. Keep your That's passwords and your and your card pin to yourself. <laughs> That's a good one. Personal well, information, keep it to yourself. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Can you please let our listeners how they can find you in InfoPrive? Okay. Um, so at InfoPrive, you can follow us on LinkedIn, InfoPrive, I-N-F-O-P-R-I-V-E. Or reach out to me, Bolabo at InfoPrive, you know, Bolabo at InfoPrive.com or info at InfoPrive.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn and, you know, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Awesome. Yeah. And I can attest that some of the content you're pushing out on LinkedIn is worth following for sure. So for anyone who's listening to this podcast, you can find it on Substack and Apple Podcasts at the Security Expert Marketplace. Bolobo, it's been an absolute pleasure, as I said. Uh, hopefully we can follow up sometime in the future and uh, take care. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone.